So Ryan, you know, we've been doing late night screams for a while. Recently started the live streaming on Earth. We've never dedicated a show to tonight's topic. No, we so haven't. This, this will be a first one. And without further ado, this guest, you have some Connection personal with. history with yes. this guest too. But yeah, um, tonight's guest is my former college professor at Northwest Missouri State, Jason Offit. He is an author as well. He has written many paranormal books, including Chasing American Monsters and Darkness Walks, The Shadow People Among Us. Um, but he recently wrote a book in 2000, I believe, 19, called Chasing American Monsters. And to be honest with you, it's one of my favorite books that I've read. I'm um, not just saying that because Jason's now here. Uh, it is one of my favorite books because I do believe in, you know, the, you know, Bigfoot and all the other monsters, including Mothman and the Jersey Devil. Um, I haven't really gotten into it yet, but I'm pretty sure there's more. Um, maybe the Skinwalker could be classified as a monster or cryptid. But Jason, uh, how you doing tonight? Ryan, hey man, it's great to see you again. Good to doing see you fantastic. too. Dude, well, I dude. knew that part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so why don't you tell Kevin and, and Tiffany um, your background and and how you got into the paranormal and what you did to, and why you wrote that book, uh, Chasing American Monsters. Okay. Well, my, uh, background of the paranormal was reaches way far back in the, uh, deep annals of history when I was a kid, which was a long freaking time ago. Um, I, I was kind of a weird kid. I, I watched tons of, wait a second. Is that whiskey? Yes. Then why did I bother putting my beer in a plastic cup so nobody could tell? We're adulting tonight, buddy. All right, all right. Well, I should have gotten the memo. This is vodka. Don't tell my mom. (laughs) Holy hell. Well, when I was a kid, I was was a newspaper nerd, which, I mean, I've been in journalism, the profession profession of journalism for a long time. Um, But there was a uh, news story that I read when I was, I don't know, six or seven. Again, big nerd reading the newspaper at six or seven. But it was about Bigfoot in my home state. It was on the other side of the state. It was in Louisiana, Missouri. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Momo, the Missouri monster, but there were stories about Bigfoot sightings and they called him Momo. And I thought, oh my gosh, the story of Bigfoot is in the newspaper. This thing's real. Uh, So I go outside and look for him and really, really piss off my mom. But uh, anyway, that, that, that really got me started on monsters. I've been, been huge into monster movies ever since I was a kid. Um, any, any reading like the, uh, you know, the, the scholastic book club, uh, the, the, you know, order form you'd get in elementary school, you know, I'd always get books on, on the Loch Ness monster and ghosts. So, I mean, I, my, my, um, my attention was on, on the spooky from, from a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember cause I, Jason and I, when I, he, in my summer class that I took, I think it was like writing. I can't remember writing one oh one. I had a go through and do a bunch of stories for him and write a story and stuff like that interview, get into the interview process. And I actually caught an EVP during that interview of a guy whistling. Yes. I remember sharing this with Jason. It was like three or four weeks after the fact that I caught it. And I actually, the first week of school that year, I went to his office and played the EVP for him. And he's been, um, he's been an influence in my paranormal, you know, telling me where to do what, like how to, if I were to investigate it, how to get involved and how to do it all. But yeah, Jason, um, when it comes to monsters in America, when did you first, when did that, how did that book come about? Well, I started, I I used to write for a a website called uh, mysterious universe. 
dot uh, org. Uh, and, and I did a series on monsters and I thought, you know, this could be something bigger than just a series of articles. This could easily fit into a book. And one of the things that I've always liked about, or not always liked, but always got frustrated with uh, when it came to paranormal books is they focused on one state. My, my first paranormal book was uh, Haunting Missouri. You know, okay, that's because I'm from Missouri and I wanted to write all about the cool, creepy, haunted places there. But if you're not from Missouri, are you really going to care? So I wanted to write a book that could include everybody in the U.S. by going state by state and researching monsters that are specific to every every state. And um, yeah, I had a whole bunch of fun researching and writing that book. Did you happen to uh, write anything about the goat man of... Um... Pope Lick. I actually wrote three about three different goat men, and that's one of them. The Pope, Pope Lick monster. There's also yeah. a, a goat man in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, uh, at, at the lake, and uh, there's one in Southern Missouri as, as well. Interesting. So, do they have the the similar um, foreboding appearance, and um, are they are they like the Mothman, where they are um, letting people know that there's something that is going to harm them in that area or are they more of the the demon type being what is what is the characteristics of the other goat men besides the one in Pope Lick that we are probably more familiar yeah, with we're 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 in, we're the, in Kentucky in so yeah, yeah. right yeah. Yeah. right and and you know what I'm really upset that Kentucky doesn't have a monster called the Tucky because I would have really enjoyed <laughs> you know writing about the Kentucky Tucky uh, we could but- probably come up with one Kevin <laughs> it's your job yeah, yeah but but <laughs> The, the one in Fort Worth and, and the one in Southern Missouri. And, and there was another one in, uh, no, this, oh God, was it a goat, goat or more of a sheep? Anyway, it's been 2019 since I've written this, but there's another similar monster in uh, uh, close to Point Pleasant in West Virginia, which they've got their share, of course. Um, but, I mean, they all just seem to be uh, a, a creature that wanted to be left alone. Like the, the one in, in, in Fort Worth that, uh, that, that you know, kind of hangs around the lake there you know there's a, there's a legend of a, uh, a a black farmer who had who had a lot of uh, a lot of goats and um, you know this was back in the day when uh, when uh, white people were extremely violent and racist which were still violent and racist uh, all across America aren't they oh they hung one they hung them and they killed they they killed yeah. the uh, the farmer yeah and and supposedly this is uh, his ghost who came back as part human part part goat to, to right. terrorize the area and from what I have was able to gather he only did one thing kind of violent was uh, a bunch of kids uh, high school kids were drinking beer out by the lake and they saw him and he picked up an old tire and threw it at them and then disappeared into the darkness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, you know as, as for something really demonic I mean who knows he's a he's a goat man right you know we, you start thinking about how um, the goat man plays into sort of the satanic um, worshipping worshipping yeah you've got um, Baphomet who is the head of a of a goat and you have this sort of demonic feel to it is that typically what you've seen when you were writing your stories about those did you find that it was more of a negative entity well no it's more of a the, the ones the ones that I found are, are more of a Bigfoot type monster in in the way oh. that 
that people just see them and mm-hmm. and then they 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 walk off in into the into the woods one in uh, uh the, there's a there's a story about the one in uh in uh, around point pleasant that uh you know people just see it out in the woods maybe drinking from a stream or or walking and when it sees people it gets you know just it goes away it, it doesn't confront them it doesn't try to attack them it doesn't you know act threatening in any way it just goes away isn't there a goatman's bridge i can't remember what paranormal show went to goatman's bridge or goatman's bridge is it is that, that's Pope Lick. That is. That's the Pope Lick. Yeah. Oh, okay. So is that yeah. the one? Is that the one where Zach Bagans did the sitting in the pentagram or whatever it was underneath the bridge, or he? That doesn't in, sound smart, but probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah. Yeah. He. I mean, you know, anything for views, I guess, on a on a TV show that's failing. Uh, <laughs> guess we won't have him on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cross Bagans cross. off our list. <laughs> no, when you're doing your research, how and, and writing and interviewing people that have had experiences, how do you corroborate what they've seen? Did they take you to these locations where they, did some of them not want to talk? How do you have to come across to them when you were well, interviewing when it, them? When it, when it came to uh, chasing American monsters, uh, I wasn't able to go to a, a lot of the, the locations because I don't have an unlimited budget. I'm a teacher. <laughs> Okay, so I did things by 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 phone. Uh, when when I did my my book uh, Haunted Missouri, I, I went to every location because it was right here, and, and which is the, that's the preferable way to do it. I like to sit down uh, with people and, and talk to them face to face, or or go through the haunted uh, the haunted location that they've been to, or the the location where they've seen a monster and interview them while they're walking through the spot that they encountered it. Uh, but yeah, with chasing America monsters that physically wasn't possible or financially yeah i I figured yeah that was uh one of those things that i know i've had a lot of experiences uh with the paranormal on the ghost side but in louisiana missouri what what's the what's down there i mean i don't even know where louisiana is i feel bad for saying that um it's between st louis and hannibal on, uh, on the mississippi okay so is that one of those has that been a sighting forever is it one is it a one-off or is it one of those well it it wasn't necessarily a one-off but it happened uh there was about a two-week period in 1973 that this happened that that a number of people saw this this bigfoot-like monster and it wasn't this is something that's that's extremely strange and i'm writing about it in the sequel to chasing american monsters which is chasing north American monsters where I'm going to go up into Canada and, and down into, into Mexico. Again, I wish I could go to all these places, but you know, there are limitations, but, but one of the things I'm going to look into uh, involves Momo because there were footprints left in a garden and where, where children had seen the monster and they had three toes. Wow. So, so I mean, the day, does the Momo day. typically, is that a three toed Sasquatch? Well, it, it, that particular Sasquatch had three toes and, <laughs> and they weren't like, you know, the, the foot was deformed. It was just like a, it foot wasn't like it was broken, like toes. caught in a trap, no. nothing yeah. like that. No, so it looked like a completely functional foot. Right. And there were the, both of them were there gotcha. the left and the right foot were there but one of the things that i i um noticed during my during researching this book 
is going down to uh, Honey Island in, in Louisiana, the Honey Island Swamp Monster, which is a Bigfoot that had three toes. A state north of that in Arkansas, um, you go for uh, uh, the legend of Boggy Creek, the folk yeah. monster. Yeah. A Bigfoot also had three toes. Momo, the next state up, had three toes. There were also a three-toed Bigfoot in Iowa, three-toed Bigfoot uh, reported in Minnesota. So okay, I've all got a up question. and down the Yeah. I've got a question. Do you think that this could be the same the same creature going up that that particular path as a just a normal route that he takes yearly? Okay, so I'm going to say yes and no. Uh, not specifically that one creature because uh, that that the, those Bigfoot ac- accounts have happened over decades upon decades. Okay, how long uh, do they live? I don't know. How long Good does it right? What do you, you know? You, you I don't you're know. Interrogating him. I am yeah. interrogating. I want. I want to know his thoughts on the subject. Maybe well, the potential. We don't know how long they live. Maybe they live to be 150 years old. Maybe we've been following of the same one for 70 years. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's fair enough because anybody who says they know what Bigfoot is or how Bigfoot behaves, they're full of crap because we don't know. We can only guess. And and what I'm guessing is Bigfoot is migratory, and this particular type of Bigfoot, it could be one. Yeah, it could live live for 200 years, and it could be the same one going up and down the river. I don't know, or it could be that particular species of Bigfoot that lives to migrate up and down the Mississippi River because I think there are more than one, probably three or four different types, yeah. uh, species of Bigfoot in North America. Uh, and that sounds right. Look at how many types of humans we have. And, well, right. And, well, I'm, I'm serious. Said, the way I think about it, too. Tiff's lighting, <laughs> lighting is perfect. It's okay. always blasting me out. The, like, the, uh, with, with the Bigfoot migrate, I mean, it makes sense why they would migrate, wouldn't it? Like just following a body of water or following game essentially down from one portion of the country to another if they're you know but if they're found on the mississippi that's the first connection they've had but if you go out west what are they following you know into the there are rivers all over the place you know animals do follow waterways right but yeah you're right there there are bigfoot reported uh in in 49 out of the 50 states uh hawaii is the only one that doesn't have a bigfoot uh Mm. report because probably you know they don't like to swim in and salt water, you know, it'd be very difficult to get there. I think it'd probably give them split ends, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I watch Expedition Bigfoot on the Travel Channel. It's one of my favorite shows. And the one thing they do, I, I like what they do with that show is how they try to rule out everything. You know, they they rule out primates that may have escaped from train cars back with when the circus train, you know. Which crashed. there's a legend about that in every freaking state. I don't right. think that there were that many trains hauling circuses back in the day that crashed. Right. And if you look at the most recent um, season, they were in what, Prince of Wales Island up in Alaska. And they said they had a theory of a train crashing there that released, you know, these animals. I'm like... I, and I think to myself, how is that possible? There's you can't get a train, you know, unless it's up in Alaska, you can. But if it were to crash, that's a perfect environment for it because it's so dense. Have yeah, you noticed? They would the, survive like crazy, though. I yeah. mean, unless, unless it well, didn't have a they, mate. Would they gorillas? Uh, they're from Africa. Yeah. And that's what they were saying. People think they're escaped primates from Africa that we brought over somehow, some way. We brought them over when we discovered the new world or brought over the, you know, slavery and stuff like that. So it took, or, you know, we had them as slaves. No, the. (laughs) 
no, when we I bet they could get some major work done. When they, <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, I don't know. Oh my god. I didn't know no. where that was going. No, but no, like people believe they brought them over, you know, like how they got the pythons and stuff like that. The Burmese python, you know, they release, they multiply, they expand or whatever. But I think Bigfoot, I think it's bipedal. It's not something we've ever seen when they find <laughs> strands of hair that are unknown and they test it against all the primates that are existing to you know scientists and the like they always come back negative of being a gorilla or a monkey so what makes it so hard to identify anybody for the panel okay i'm i'm going to say two different things that maybe aren't connected but about bigfoot being uh just a, just an ape that has escaped whenever there's a, a train crash one i i'd really like to see uh, at least newspaper reports and i'm sure the authorities were out there and and i I've, I've read a lot about this and i've never seen one but but you're not going to have an African animal in Alaska or, or Canada that's going to survive. Uh, there was, um, gosh, there were reports of, of camels in in uh, in, in uh, Canada for a while because whenever they were mining for gold up there, a few people thought it was a brilliant idea to bring camels up into Canada. They lasted for about six months before the before the winter came in and and they died. I can imagine. Um, yeah. So I mean, I it's it's too far away, away from the type of environment that that they've grown up in. They're not going to be able to survive. Okay, that's 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 one. Um, the the second thing is. The DNA. And and this this has bothered me. I, I was, you know, to start out with, I was this has got to be a North American ape. However, more research, more interviews, there are so many uh Native Americans uh throughout the centuries who've told you know the the uh, you know the you know european settlers and 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 you know now uh us dumb white people who don't listen to the natives that they're another just other other tribes another of tribe right right they are people they're tall and they're hairy but they're another tribe of people mm -hmm. and i'm going to bring in some dna evidence there was uh i believe uh dr melba uh ketchum is that right uh i don't remember but she there, there were a couple of professors who, who gathered some, some uh, DNA evidence of what was supposedly a Bigfoot. And what it came back as was it was human, but there were anomalies in it. Okay. In Canada, in Alberta, there was a, a Bigfoot hunter who found um, found some, some evidence that he was sure was from a Bigfoot. And when it was analyzed, it came back as human with some anomalies. Hmm. Uh, in, in Europe, uh, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with um, uh, Zena, the, the Alma? That yeah. was, yeah, we got that. Who was, yeah. who was captured by Russian tribesmen and they ended up having babies with her and she and, was uh, around for like 70 years and they used her as a slave and they used her for for raising for their children right. for sex for food they they used her for everything as sort of just like a a, a servant right exactly exactly mm -hmm. and one of her children um who was actually a pretty good pianist when he grew up from what i understand um a, a british scientist got his grave exhumed and took a DNA sample and it turned out to be human with some anomalies. Okay, what if the natives are right, which a lot of times the native people turn out to be right, that this is just another tribe of human. Wouldn't it come back as human with some anomalies? Absolutely it would. One of the funny things is I went to 
CryptidCon this past weekend or last weekend in Lexington. And uh, David Pilates was there and he has written a book recently that's um, about the Bigfoot being more human-like than than what we had previously thought. Um, he is is one of the few Bigfooters, Sasquatchers, who believes that Sasquatch is actually human. That's why a lot of the DNA that comes back says that it's contaminated with human is because it does have human DNA. Maybe there is a, a, a different strain, but what he was looking at is that the mitochondrial DNA DNA was totally different from the nuclear DNA. So you're looking at the female lineage is is human, but the male lineage, the male DNA part of it is coming up unknown. So there's no other form of creature that is coming up with this this female human DNA, yet no known male paternal line. So, I mean, that explains exactly what you're saying. The, the It is coming back contaminated because we just don't have anything to compare it to, but it is maybe essentially part of the human line. Interesting. Right. So, I mean, because there are... Um, are uh, you know a number of people who are a number of bigfooters who who believe it to be an offshoot like a you know maybe a Neanderthal that uh, you know is extant that it, that has survived to this mm-hmm. point or or another type of 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 you know person in the human lineage and and I think that would would really explain a lot especially the fact that how can this be a North American ape when the feet look human right i mean they're not they're not eight feet at Mm -hmm. all they don't have Mm -hmm. the thumb on the side Mm -hmm. so my question i've always been a believer of this theory too are they shapeshifters can they shapeshift into things can they disappear and cloak themselves is this a possibility ryan you're getting into the woo man you're you're already swinging for the fences i already hey i do this it's my job I do. I ask serious. Fun All right. Questions. Here's here's where I here's where I am with that, because there's been a whole lot of talk on that because they seem to disappear. They, they seem to come out of nowhere and, and vanish into nowhere. And, you know, people are saying, yes, they're they're shapeshifters or they can they can turn into the, the predator, you know, and disappear. And have, in front like of some you. form of. Yeah. Some form yeah. of camouflage that we're just cloaking, not we're not yeah. privy mm-hmm. to cloaking. Right. technique or pack, Yeah. Right. Or. Yeah. Or they're interdimensional. They can go into different dimensions and for me i I go with their flesh and blood until they're proven otherwise okay and and we have to have a body to prove otherwise so to me they're flesh and blood now when it comes to them appearing and disappearing out of nowhere i've spent a lot of time in the woods i grew up grew up in the country so i would go play in the forest okay (laughs) it's play in the woods and there were so many times a deer would all of a sudden stand up and dash away they were maybe 10 feet away from me. Okay, that's not as big as an eight-foot-tall, you know, five to 600-pound Bigfoot, but still, a deer is a large animal. Mm-hmm. And if they can hide 10 feet away from me, I'm sure a Sasquatch, giving the brain power that they have to have, if they're, if they're you know, a human lineage or not, um, I'm sure that they can, they can hide as well or better than any other animal in the forest. Think about how many hours that you could possibly live in the woods in order to get a, a general camouflage going on that you're comfortable with because you have to live in the real world out in the community. It's not like you can, I'll, I'll give you an example. 
I was raised by a hunter. My dad was a hunter tracker whole life. I grew up with the smell of deer urine on clothing as a norm. It just was. And, you know, there's only so much camouflage that can go into a human being. We have soap, we have deodorant, we have lotions, we Axe have body spray, ax body spray, <laughs> whatever the whatever the case may be. We cannot eliminate those from our from our physical being going out into the woods. There's going to be something there's going to be trace elements that somebody when I say somebody, I mean, an animal, an animal is going to smell you. Some of them don't give a shit. Right. I mean, squirrels, raccoons, they really don't care too much. Woo, Tiffany said shit. Everything fair game now. Fair game. <laughs> it is. Speak freely. Speak uh, but but do you know you know what I'm saying? Like there's only mm-hmm. so much um into cloaking that a human can actually do without getting a ghillie suit that's been out in the wilderness itself for two years, sitting and rotting and doing whatever. So what do you think an a creature who has spent its existence trying to hide from humanity can do greatest hide and seek champion exactly (laughs) but something else that people are thinking way too hard about is the ability to hide okay if you are someplace i don't know do they have shopping malls anymore maybe i don't know i don't go there in in a large a large building a concert hall are you going to remember are you going to notice or remember the custodian who's wiping up a mess on the floor you're not okay and something that ryan might remember from from the photography classes that i that i taught if you have a camera with a big lens and you have a press pass on you you're not there people are going to ignore you yep okay and these type of people aren't you know custodians photographers we're not trying to hide but we fall in the background and are forgotten bigfoot's trying to hide you you're know an observer you're right yeah so are they i've also heard connections with the uaps and ufo phenomena with them when there's a sighting of a bigfoot they normally see ufos in the sky could they be alien in nature as well well i mean that is again what i said earlier is i think it's a flesh and blood earthbound i didn't say that but an earthbound creature i'll i'll accept if it is you know what if we find out that bigfoot's from outer space cool you know i'm, I'm fine with that but i i'm not gonna not gonna speculate let's you know let's let's knock out the 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 fact that he exists first and then we'll work on we'll work on that bit but you are right there have been a ton of bigfoot encounters at the same area at the same time as as UFO encounters. So mm-hmm. who knows? Nice segue because Jason, we, we, we have uh, questions from our audience and here's one for you. Ufi asks, have you heard of or explore, I mean, uh, explore the underground alien or gray cities in central slash south Missouri? Are they underground bases or is this? Although totally- I have not uh, explored. Here's one of the deals with me. I'm pretty smart. No way in hell I'd go and explore something like that all right but i have interviewed someone who uh, we missouri was a coal producing state uh lots of lots of coal mines and down around joplin which is in Mm -hmm. in south missouri uh, i interviewed somebody who was uh down in one of the old coal mines and encountered what he claimed to be uh any an et a gray down there um and and he was you know he turn around and book the hell out of there as, as he should have. But uh, I mean, that that's about the extent of my knowledge, but uh, okay. that's not the first time I've heard it. Okay. That's Tiffany. the first time for me, you know, living in Missouri. I've never heard that. <laughs> 
Okay. You probably don't want to go there, right? I want to go check it out. I want to go find it. I do. Tiffany, we've got something breaking going on. Oh, oh God. What is it? Let's see. (laughs) Guys, bear with me. Oh, do I need to say shit again? No, you can't. Well, you can if you want. Oh, me, gosh. Uh, Jason, we've got a development. Shit. <laughs> oh, what? We need, we need to news. go live to our correspondent to right here. <laughs> Tiffany, oh, help Jesus. us out. Okay. Oh, oh Jesus. Breaking <laughs> hey, news. Sasquatch sighting. Oh, my God. Is this? This is big, sexy, Mr. <laughs> big, sexy sip. Mr. Brent Sipley. Hey, Where yes, are you, you right now, sir? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, What's going yeah. on? Well, I am in the undisclosed area right now. It's very, very cold. Oh. Um, you know, we label all of our research areas. I'm in research area G. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very hairy, bushy area. It's very hard to find. Um, her her name is G? Wait a minute. Her name but, is G. No, the area. <laughs> but, well, I'm is in it, area G. Is it the G spot area? I it is. You said it was I'm a hairy at. spot. Well, it's, Wait it's a minute. Are you? <laughs> Remember, we we have a guest on tonight. <laughs> Roger. Anyhow, I'm back. Listen, you here. had a guest on. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently at our research area. Um, I'm on a solo investigation right now. And um, a little bit of activity has happened so far tonight. I've had a knock and one vocalization. I think it was a howl, uh, but it was pretty distant. Um, I've been therming the whole area. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see the therm. Oh, let's try it. I'm going to try it. Okay. It's, it's booting up again. I don't know if I can get it up there. Can you guys... <laughs> I'm trying to look. Is that a lens or you just had That's the lens. Oh, me. oh, oh, What's here, going? move it up just slightly, sir. Okay, move it to your left a little. There you go. Okay, oh what is it? What are we seeing, sir? Well, I don't know. I'm just showing you the woods. It's hard for me to focus from this area. <laughs> but right there, I don't know. Can it you looks see like it? A, yeah, it was bright. It was like okay. a bright line. Now, right. Sip, you, you've, you've got a Bigfoot background. Can you... You want to well, share something with our guests tonight? Since 2011, I've led several BFRO investigations. I uh, know all about Momo. I used to live in Missouri. I used to go mountain biking down in Potosi. Had something chase me out of there once mountain biking. But uh, no, I'm just back here right now. Just um, Tiffany said to call in when I got situated, and there was some pretty cool stuff going on out here. So I joined in. You know, you know if it was if you got chased out of the woods in around Potosi, uh, it might have been rednecks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I think that was a big point. Tell him, tell him about your experience um, in in the secret location where Charlie and you uh, had your last experience, because I think that he would appreciate it. I'd like to hear his his thoughts about that experience. Well, it was down in LBL. I won't give you the exact location. It's a pretty big area, but it's not too far away from you. Um, and we got screamed at something from very close distance, kind of rattled our chest. It was so close. But, uh, um, yeah, we spent a lot of time out in that area. It's really good. It's really known for its dogman sightings. However, you know, I'm more of a Bigfoot guy, flesh and blood like yourself. But uh, it was a pretty good, pretty hot area down there. I can say that for sure. You know, the uh, Bigfoot, yeah, it would it would probably, uh, yeah, scare the hell out of me if I was out in the woods and, and experienced a Bigfoot. But uh, but I think the one, I mean, just sitting here in a nice, comfortable room, talking to you all, um, I can say that dogman, <laughs> if these things exist, the, they would scare me a lot more than a Bigfoot. Yeah, it's when too you much say- Dogmen. Yeah, when you say dogmen, I mean, I don't think a lot of people understand what what that term entails. Can you describe it, Jason? What would be a dogman encounter? 
Well, it's a, a, a dog man is a uh, bipedal dog. It's 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 a uh, around six seven feet tall. Has a canid face. Uh, generally, human hands and, and and feet. But but the body looks looks like a like a dog. And these things are huge and and muscularly ripped. Uh, I've interviewed a couple of people who've seen dog men, uh, one in Missouri, one in Illinois. And and frankly, um, what the hell could they be? I can wrap my head around a Bigfoot because they are a primate. It, it's the, at least from descriptions and behaviors. They seem like a primate. A dog man, that's completely out of, uh, that's out of left field. That's, yeah, that, that's, doesn't, that doesn't work for me either. That's too scary. That is, you know, I, I, I you know what that meant, reminds me of is just like when you see the old Egyptian hieroglyphics, you see the people wearing the mask of the dog on their head. That's what I picture. Yeah, but was Anubis, uh, Anubis a guy is not wearing a, a mask? No, it was never a guy wearing a mask. That is was what actually they saw. A, that's it so. Do you think it, so? Is it possible that there are thousands of monsters that we haven't like? species of animals that we haven't even found that are true like the mothman you know okay, you have well, let, let me let me go to what science actually actually says uh every single year science discovers at least eighteen thousand species that they've not known about okay sure most of them are insects and fish and birds but every once in a while they'll find something that's actually big they found a new species of orangutan about eight years ago those are large creatures back in 1977 they found the uh, megamouth shark okay those things are 18 feet long that is a huge creature um so are there species out there that we know nothing about we haven't discovered yet absolutely uh I will say, and I talked about this before, about the Native Americans, and I said natives, uh, science ignores natives. And I'm talking worldwide. One is of it, my why favorite is examples. That? Why, do you, why do you believe that is? Because, I mean, why discount an entire group of individuals? Okay, because they don't have college degrees. They're not as worldly as we scientists are. And I don't mean to badmouth scientists. Science is done. I mean, I love, I, gotta, I, I teach at a university, so I have good friends who are scientists. But there is a an attitude among Western culture that we're smarter than everybody else. And when it comes to ignoring what Native people have seen and experienced, we should not ignore that. I already talked about Native Americans and, and Bigfoot. I want to talk about the uh, um, local tribesmen in, in the uh, Democratic Republic of the, of the Congo. For years, they told Western people that there are enormous chimpanzees that act like gorillas in the billy forest b-i-l-i forest they act like gorillas like making nests and doing doing gorilla things they walked on two legs they howled at the moon and they were big enough to kill and eat leopards okay and that, that's crazy talk and they were discounted until a group of westerners saw exactly what these people were talking about all those years bipedal uh, enormous chimpanzees who made nests like gorillas howled at the moon and killed leopards okay if we would have just listened we would have had that but we didn't listen so what else are we not finding out i would love to find out if mokele mamembe the uh the one who dams rivers in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, if, if that is real, okay, it's the descriptions in Apatosaurus. There are yeah. a couple of places in the world, in, in uh, Eastern Africa and in uh, Papua in, in New Guinea, where, where they've described pterosaurs. Okay. Oh, we 
they've actually had some uh, sightings of a pterosaur in America. Yeah, absolutely. There was one, especially uh, 15 years ago, maybe in Alaska, a pilot was was flying uh, a small a small plane and he saw what he thought was another plane his size. And he looked over and it was a bird that looked like a condor. That's wingspan was the same size as the plane he was flying. And it eventually just kind of veered off and went someplace else. So do some of these species still exist? I'd tell yes. I'd say they have to. There are way too many people who have witnessed these and have had absolutely no reason to profit off of it. They only could be embarrassed from it. So why say anything unless they actually saw it? Well, that is true. I, I do recount one story. Uh, one time I had, I thought was an encounter with uh with a Bigfoot or a cryptid creature. We had farm we had a farm out in Bates City, Missouri, which is twenty minutes east of Kansas City. They've got a good barbecue joint there. They do. They do Bates City Barbecue. It's really yeah. good. Um we were so we were sitting, uh my brother and I and a bunch of our friends had four wheelers and we were riding through the trails. And I we stop at the top of this hill. There's a full moon and there's three hundred acres of conservation land that back up to our property. And out of nowhere at ten thirty at night, close to 11 we hear a girl howling screaming like it was like a shrill like a shrill like some a girl was screaming it was a bobcat wasn't it Mm -mm, wasn't a bobcat we had game trail cameras set up on our farm or you know for all the deer and stuff we were doing hunting and my brother went to go look at him the next day and all he saw was a black mass running it was just black it was one photo and then the next photo there was nothing there so it looked like this just this black mass or this black figure caught the camera lens and ran off whatever it was it was there one second and gone the next Hmm. so that 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 always made me wonder we looked couldn't find what it was didn't know what it was the it, it set up the camera was set up to record as well there was no video of it it was just the camera so whatever it was was there one second and gone but we didn't hear and it was in the opposite the direction of where we were but then we heard that shrill that scream you know of of something howling or something screaming and it wasn't a bobcat because whatever it was blocked out the entire camera brent do you want to talk about our little experience at patoka well we could talk about that all night but all this talk of barbecue i think i'm on back to the uh, base camp and get some barbecue (laughs) (laughs) sorry about your luck i don't have any (laughs) you guys you can tell them about patoka it was scary. I'm off. Bye. All right. <laughs> All right. Our correspondent with the uh <laughs> So yeah, there was a there was a an interesting situation that happened at Patoka Lake um about 3 or 4 years ago. We were there in the the I would like to say I would like to say early fall. Um, we were on a property that backed up to uh, the lake, and also beyond that was completely swampland and wooded. There were no homes back there at all. Um, so we went out and started hearing some sounds that were very strange. We heard a few knocks. We thought that was a little weird, and so of course Brent decided to make a Bigfoot howl and. We weren't expecting to hear anything back, Um, but what we heard was this this blood curdling, loud, massive um, howl that that actually just made every hair on your body stand up. And it was so massive and so long. And my husband is six foot four. He's a big guy. He's got a huge lung capacity. 
and it beat his howl. Like, I've never heard anything like it. There was no way that another human could make the sound that came from the opposite side of of the lake where there was only swamp and there was nothing else. So that had had a history of of Bigfoot sightings for at least until the 70s that we know of. But that was the first time that I had heard something that was um, unexplainable to me. And and that that really made me change my thinking on what could be out in the woods. I just thought, hey, we're 45 minutes from Louisville. There can't be anything here, right? Well, there's a lot of damn land and there's a lot of space. There's a lot of space in between our towns and, and, and there's no telling what is going through in areas during the times that, that people aren't around, especially. So That's something that a lot of people, you know, I've, I've heard our arguments about this and a lot something a lot of people don't get about exactly how much of the United States is empty. Yes. Okay. There is, I mean, between, you know, the between the East Coast and and probably the Mississippi River, it's it's pretty crowded-ish, but there are, as you said, chunks of land there that are completely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from west of the Mississippi on on to California, there are huge swaths of of land and good god look at canada well if you even think about uh think about let's just use wyoming as an example because i've i I know this there was around 80 percent of the land is owned by the government it's just completely wooded there's there's very very few people right so when you think about that my husband's a pilot so he takes pictures he's gorgeous gorgeous panoramic views of of nighttime photos with absolutely no lights and then you'll see like the lights in the cities and then there's absolutely nothing and it's it's amazing to see how much of our land is actually uninhabited or where you have to use pack animals to get into those locations, to even go and take your hiking and adventuring. Um, we think of it as being extremely packed full of people. It's not all LA people. It's not. It's just not. Well, and when it comes to Wyoming, uh, that's a big state. Yeah. It, it, it's a big state. The population is somewhere around 575,000 people. <laughs> Which is the size of a, a cities. I mean, yeah, that's the size of, of Kansas a normal city, Missouri right. with, exactly. without the suburbs. Right. And, and, um, Montana, which is biz- bigger physically, it's a mm-hmm. huge state. It's got like 1.1 million people. That's the exactly. population. Right. And, and they're all the major populations are in, you know, a couple of cities. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Every place else is blank. So, yeah, there are things wandering around out there and not just Bigfoot. But honestly, there have been a lot of reports that, that I've talked to people about with um, animals that should have died out in the Pleistocene, you know, in, 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 in the, uh, um, you know, in, in the Ice Age, which we're technically still in an Ice Age, but that should have died out. Uh, I've talked to a couple of people, one in the in Nebraska, which still it's a big state, but most of it's empty. Oh, God. Yes, it is. It's Except Omaha and Lincoln. Yeah, it's Omaha. There's more cows per capita than people in the state of Nebraska. Figure that right. one out. 
Right. Well, it's the same with pigs in Iowa. Yeah. More pigs than people. But yeah, like between uh, between the eastern part of the state and, and the western part of the state, there's nothing but fields and animals. And and I interviewed a woman who saw what looked like a, um, a, a, a Pleistocene hyena, which populated North America. You know, we had we had some ago. form of hyena. We had two different forms of hyena. Yes. Really? Hmm. I don't so think I'd want to see one today. So is the hyena. Hyena, can the hyena be confused for a chupacabra? Uh, no, not not at all. Not at all. Okay, because I've heard of the chup like that. Like what? I guess for me, what is the most fascinating out of all your research and stuff? It probably circled around Bigfoot, but what was the one creature that stood out to you the most that really terrified you um, during all the research that you did? Man, all the research on that that terrified me? I don't get scared very easily. I mean, when I was researching haunted Missouri, I would spend, you know, nights sitting up on a spot where somebody died, you know, 150 years ago that their ghost is supposed to reappear. You know, I would sit there and wait and nothing would happen. So I, I not, not a lot scares me um but i i think probably the the cryptid i think that's most likely to ever be proven has got to be bigfoot there is so there's too much evidence yeah way way too much i mean not just people seen across the road in front of them but the footprints for gosh sakes um I remember reading an interview with a police, a retired police detective who was a forensics uh, expert, you know, with fingerprints and footprints and things of that nature. And, and he said that the dermal ridges on the plaster casts, there's no way in hell you could fake those. Mm-hmm. It, it was mm-hmm. impossible to fake something like that. It mm-hmm. was from a real foot. So with all of this evidence out there, you know, the circumstantial evidence, you could send somebody to jail if it was for a crime. Well, that's that's the funny thing that, that you mentioned that because out of all the Bigfoot encrypted conferences that I've gone to and I've had to do a lot of them in the past five years. <laughs> but that is the one thing that they talk about is how much evidence they actually do have. Not just videos, not just pictures, not just hair samples or, or you know, looking at the dermal ridges and all of the footprints. There's so much damn evidence, but nobody wants to listen. Yeah. If, if you had to listen to all of the firsthand experiences and testimonies testimonies of these witnesses, they would put anybody in prison because there'd be 10,000 of them and mm-hmm. all from different walks of life, different professions, even, you know, uh, anything from pilots to cops to lawyers to scientists, every walk of life. These people just randomly come across them. This isn't something that most of these people are going out to to look for. Most of the people who witness these things never thought in a million years that they would come across the path of a Bigfoot or a Dogman or an alien or a spacecraft. And they wish Not the any of they them. Had a lot of them do. Yes. Yeah, right. a lot of them do. Some of them, like me, I go looking for it. Uh, um, I Do you know how much time you're going to have to... Uh, how much time, money, energy, and and camping equipment you're going to have to in just invest in I in order to find that. something like that? Yeah, I've got all that stuff already because um, my family owns 170 <laughs> acres in Crofton, Kentucky, which is in the western part of the state. And we something there. We we we've heard so we've heard stuff there while we were camping. Um, and it was just, you know, you can differentiate between coyotes. Well, you know, uh, we, we, so one night, this is how crazy it is. Uh, one night my cousins and I were all sleeping outside 
we fell asleep by the campfire. This is 2.30 in the morning. All the dads who were there, all the parents were on their midnight ride. And all of a sudden, we hear a commotion out in one part of the woods, probably about 400 yards away from the campsite. Next thing you know, these coyotes come running through our campsite, howling as they're being chased by something. It seemed like they were being chased because we didn't hear them for a for hours at all that night. Then all of a sudden, you just hear them coming running through our campsite, howling. And, you know, you have all my bigger cousins, my older cousins coming out of their tents going, what the fuck's going on? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, these coyotes Shit. weren't even around at all for the majority of the night, but you hear stuff crashing in the woods behind it. Jason, like it was, have, wow. Jason, have you heard about the Bigfoots and the coyotes working together? No. Okay. I haven't. Do they have a pact? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I've heard many times. Are they on a times, first name basis, Tiffany? Yeah. No, I've heard many times that once you hear a coyote or once you hear a Bigfoot howl, you'll start hearing the coyotes. They get them stirred up and maybe they feed off the same animals and they're sort of checking Hunting it out. Pack. Yeah. Ooh. So that's what we, that's what I've wondered because I've done research in it. It seems like that's what they do. Like they, Mm -hmm. the coyotes will push whatever it is. And then the Bigfoot will come in and feed off of it and and kill the rest. But it's interesting to me when you, when you watch shows like Expedition Bigfoot, they stumbled on, I can't remember, was it Northern California? The one is season. They, one of the guys on the show Russell Acord was hiking up a hill and he found a what he thought was a kill site and it just had bone like just deer carcass after deer carcass after deer carcass. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean it would he said he counted over 30 different, you know, not 30 like 30 different bones essentially that came from a different animal. Like that they were just the size of elk deer or just deer in general. Uh, and he said it was just weird. He said where he goes, I'm in a literal killing field. Yeah, were they like sitting there and like chomping on the bones, stripping them down and just tossing he- them over he is that what were, he pretty he much thinking were, yeah he said they were bare like nothing was left on him he said he goes you could see teeth marks in the bones Mm-hmm. And he goes, they weren't canine, is what he said. Like, they didn't look canine. Because you can see when they're canine, there's puncture wounds on it. Because their canines dig into the bones that, you know, obviously. He said they didn't look canine at all. They looked like they were flat teeth. Like, that <laughs> dug into the bone. You know, that would have been interesting to have uh, somebody who knows something about teeth take a look at. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah. He said, but he, he said... He said the bones, he said there was a, uh, when they were looking at it, he said he found a femur bone of the deer and it was snapped. Like it, That's like hard it, to do. Yeah. He said it looked like they, like it was like in a trap or like a, a, a snare or something and it snapped its leg. He goes, but uh-huh. the position where it was broken was the odd part because it was higher up than it was lower. Another thing that they say is that they found a lot of um, carcasses that have had their backs completely broken. Yeah. Just like snapped in half. Like who does that? that? And, who can and, do that? And heads twisted and heads, around. Backwards. Yes. And the heads twisted. Yeah. yeah. So are they capable of hunting humans? Oh. Why wouldn't they be? So I, I got to look over my shoulder for one more and, thing. What the yeah. hell? Well, you should have been looking over your shoulder if you're out looking for Bigfoot anyway. Well, I'm, I'm going to say he's the giant P. He's not going to go. He's, he's, no. a giant, he's the giant skeptic of the group. Well, I, have the soft, I have the softest hands on this set. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw something out at, at Ryan because you you put yourself, you you want to go out there. You're looking for, for encounters. Yeah, uh, yeah. 90, probably, I'm just throwing, you can throw figures out there like crazy. So I'm going to throw 97 percent probably 98 
percent of the time, if you no ninety nine, if you're going to go looking for something, you're not going to find it. Oh yeah, I mean anything in the paranormal field, people go out and ghost hunt. That's what I always hated about the ghost hunting shows. Yeah, they go out and look. I'm going to find something. Ghosts yeah. are jerks. Okay, <laughs> they're not going to show up for the camera. They're party poopers. Yeah, they're I, not going to. They're not going to show up to you. And be like, hey, we're going to be here on Wednesday night. It's not in a cult. It's not. Yeah, right. It's yeah. like, hey, Zach Baggins. You yelled at me and hurt my feelings, okay? Please don't do that. No, no, no. So if you're ever going to encounter something, it's going to be an accident. It is. It is. And and, and happy accidents always. You have to go back and verify it. I know there was a photo that I showed Jason, too, uh, if he remembers it when I was of in the lights Vegas. out of the plane? Yeah. It wasn't my yeah. flash on my camera or anything. I just had three dots in the upper right corner of my uh, photo and my lens was on the left hand side. So it looked like there were three individual dots that made a perfect triangle. Um, I'll have to go back and dig through that photo. But yeah, there are things that you don't notice that are so unexpected. I posted that picture on Facebook and I didn't notice it for four months until mm-hmm. I was looking through it. So it's it's like that, like with, with Bigfoot and going back to being found or these creatures, if we find one, do you think people will still believe that it's real? Do you, do you think people will actually turn their, you know, do we have to have a, you know how we had the UFO hearings? Do we have to have a Bigfoot hearing at some point? Okay. Here's here. Cause I was going to go, I was going to go into that about the UFO hearings. Um, Before we do that real quick, people in the chat, people watching, Please do do me a, do us a, a solid. Give us a like um, on the show on the YouTube channel. Um, it helps Earth's algorithms. It shows that people are paying attention and give a shit that we're doing a show tonight. All right, that was the public service announcement. I'm sorry. Please continue. Jay. No, no, that's that's okay because I was going to relate it. I was going to relate it to 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 Bigfoot. We as Americans have been talking about UFOs forever. I mean, there were newspaper articles in in 1897 about the great airship wave that that went over Middle America and and uh, and California, and I believe there were a couple of sightings one in Texas in where it hit a like a Aurora, mark, Texas. Aurora. Yeah. No, it, 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 right. it a windmill. Windmill. There you go. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, supposedly the alien is buried in a cemetery. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. They, they they don't know they're not they don't know where it is anymore because somebody stole right. the tombstone and all that fun stuff. But you know that has been something. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think didn't George Washington have a dream about UFOs? I I think he did. But it's something we've been dis- discussing forever. And you know in in the in the or, you know in the nineteen uh, the forties during World War Two, you know there were the Foo Fighters that we found, that we saw. Uh, you know lights that were dancing at the end of the. Uh, of the wings of our aircraft we thought they were the germans the german thought they were ours um, all the stuff from the 1950s of course roswell in 47 um uh, the the sightings by Ma- uh, mount rainier in 1947 as well uh, and it just kept growing and we've ignored it even when the the ufos buzzed the capitol building in 1952 we had the war of, of los angeles uh which i believe you showed in your in in, in the end 42 sir yeah yep. and and so we've had all of this stuff happen and just now we're talking about it seriously so when it comes to bigfoot i think it, it's gonna either take a body that's laid out in front of the world okay or we'll get the ufo thing out of the way and then the government's gonna let us talk about bigfoot okay? I, I would i would think they're 
connected. Did you, and, you really think the government is involved right now with I do. A, a potential Bigfoot cover yeah. up? Yeah. No, I, 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 Jason, I, for the record, I, I, I love the paranormal, uh, but I, I, I kind of lean on the skeptical side. Of wait now, a minute. So, so for me, the, 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 for me, the government being involved in an alien cover up, I'm, I'm all over that. I think that that is definitely possible. Oh, I have absolutely. no bloody, no bloody clue why the U.S. government would want to hide a Bigfoot. Yeah, I don't, that makes I don't no sense to me. Well, I, I think, look at where I, all the go on, Tiffany. Sorry. I think the biggest problem. Problem is that the government isn't going to admit yay or nay to something that they can't control. Or yeah, you're right. Yeah, there there, there have been many shows. I I think even on Expedition Unknown, where they've seen helic- U.S. government helicopters flying around um, certain sites of where they've been. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember if it was the part of it when they were in Kentucky. When they were doing the show in Kentucky, they had helicopters flying around. Uh, government, like Blackhawks, uh, Army Blackhawks flying around their investigations and whatnot. Um, was it near Fort Knox? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that could well, explain part a lot. Of it, but, 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 they said, <laughs> but they said there was no reason for the helicopters to be flying around because they were in the opposite direction. That right. they were getting close to something and they thought it was a government. It was, a, but they had show, or the, when they were in Washington, the government bought all this land and they were basically, uh, there were helicopters flying around there, but they weren't trespassing on any of this land, but they were following a creature that they heard into the woods that was owned by the government, you know, that was owned by the government government so is it something could it be you know if they did could they be communicating with it could they have meetings with it in the sword i don't know that's the questions i have okay i don't know yeah I don't know. I could just see, you know, a government agent sitting in the sitting in a room, you know, with a with a with a bright light showing on, you know, shining on a Bigfoot. And he's like, Chuck, what the fuck are you thinking? OK, <laughs> we told you 2025. OK, why'd you show yeah. yourself now? He's it's too early. He's like, uh, please call me Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charles. Yeah. If not we're, we're not on, not Chuck, don't call me. We're not yeah. on a nickname basis yet. Yeah, we're not on a, we're not <laughs> person. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, 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 the thing that fascinates me though, is that you get a lot of people that have photos of it, that have the thermal <laughs> imaging of it. And it's always peeking out from a tree or they're behind some, or it's just standing there. And then you see it get up and you're like, okay, this thing's huge. Like, what is it? What if, if it is a primal or, you know, bite, or I guess, hybrid would you consider it a hybrid would it be a hybrid if there is that human dna that strand of human dna that well a hybrid would mean that it was part bigfoot part human and we don't know what the bigfoot part is i don't know that's too many ifs too many ifs have Uh, you ever considered the idea of the nephilim i was gonna bring that up earlier (laughs) i really was bring it up come on let's do it when we were because i hate to get rid i hate to talk about the bible do it we, okay, because we Ryan brought up, uh, he, he was talking about Egypt and the Anubis. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Bring so we have, all right, so have you ever won? If maybe the satyr, the the uh, the centaur, yeah, you know, let's go to the Anubis. Let's go. We're to going. Greek we're myth- doing Greek mythology along with the Egyptian mythology right, and the let's Sumerian. Start, I mean, let's just bring it all together. Things, look at the Assyrians. You know, I you got the it. human face with the great beard, and you got the bull's body with the yes. wings. All right, so with let's go to the. Were Bible. they all hub- Were they all hybrids to begin with? Just a to- well, because 
the 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 nephilim the the fallen angels came down saw that the human women were fair and had their way with them but they also screwed animals oh dang it okay they also they were into bestiality so you know what if what if let's know what if we're in a way what if right now we okay? are we're way in the what this if this is coming so from if? a professor a professor exactly that's why I'm saying what if over and over yeah. and over again so what if all of these creatures from mythology were children of the Nephilim you know hey, that you... horse's ass looks pretty sweet let me tag that but it's not even <laughs> like that i mean you don't even have to think of it that way i love i love that line of thinking let's let's continue that in a second sound bite of the night but think about it because we love mixing and creating new hybrids new breeds of dogs and cats and cattle we do this all the time as humans think about what the gods would have done Mm. (laughs) hybrids are hot it's okay if you want to I know the problem is where. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the mermaids, you'd have to go to the beach. Yeah. Uh, so are there many or, or, I guess I mean we've focused on Bigfoot but are there do you is what is a hellhound is a hellhound mm. a cryptid or is that a demon from hell mm. uh, well according to uh, yeah British you know British folklore uh, hellhounds are pretty much bound to uh, to cemeteries of, of churches and uh, they, they're basically the protectors of the churches and or the protectors of the cemeteries the people are buried there and it if you go messing around, they will chase you out. Okay. So are they good or bad? I don't know. Are you going to go I, knock over some tombstones and find out? They, they've, they've I'm not going to fuck around and find out. Chase is bringing attitude tonight, too. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hell yeah, hell I, they're, they're the, the hellhounds are... Uh, they are interesting. Um, Hades hunters. Oh, really? I, they could be, I, I guess. Yeah, they... Are, do they... <sighs> Um, the Jersey Devil is that something you came across when you were doing your research? Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's that's you know a legendary, uh, you know, legendary from uh, from the uh, story from the 1700s in uh, in New Jersey. And I'm you guys, I'm sure everybody knows the story with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. There's Let's there's so many it's, okay. variations of that. Yeah, story. it's okay. Uh, What's the one you're Le- sticking with? A woman named Leeds uh, had 12 children, and she was pregnant with her third. 13th and she said that if with this third when this 13th child was born it would be a devil and the uh, uh the wet nurse that she had the nursemaid the uh they didn't call them doulas back then but anyway the baby was born and the baby was healthy and beautiful and human and all of a sudden it grew a horse's head and bat wings and and goat hooves and killed uh killed the nurse and flew up through through the chimney and and out into the out into the day and it's been been seen for uh decades after that uh it was seen in pennsylvania uh the fire department uh put a hose on it trying to knock it off the top of the church did it work uh, well it flew away oh, okay. i think the most the, the most famous person to see 
The Jersey Devil was uh, was Adolf was not Adolf was uh, Napoleon's <laughs> younger brother. Really, <laughs> that is so that that's interesting to me because I know that isn't there something similar to that in Iowa? Don't they have something similar to the Jersey Devil in Iowa? I can't remember the exact. Not name. necessarily. It is uh, the Beast of. It starts with a V, doesn't it? Like the Beast of. I thought it started with an E, but it might be a V. I don't remember. But what it what it was, it was basically a pterodactyl with a horn that shone a red light. And it, it terrorized the town, and they chased it to a coal mine north of town and built a fire, chased it into the coal mine, uh, built a fire, and uh, they uh, believe that they they uh, smoked it to death. It's so, called the the Beast of Van Meter. Oh, the what- Van Meter monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it has Meter. a light rather than piercing eyes it w- yeah it wasn't like shiny it, it, had a eyes. Horn. it, was a- it had a horn in the middle what? of its head with a light okay interesting hmm. that that yeah i i guess can they mimic or can it, the, what i just looked up the van meter monster it's half human half bat so again it goes to that like are they human well, okay take the look of a pterodactyl yeah if you were just to see that at night what would it look like to you a bat or a- straight on yeah. yeah, maybe straight on. Straight on, yeah. Something that you're not used to. Like, it goes back to Bigfoot, too. Like, where a lot of the sightings either happen at night, like at dusk, or early in the morning. So what are they? Are they? If you were if you were trying to hide, would you come out in the daytime? No, no, no. I wouldn't. I. It, but it just just to think about, like you said, with the Native Americans and them telling us this is what it is. You go back through history. There's histories of Bigfoot all around or all around the world. I mean, you look at the Yeti. Um, isn't there one in uh, like the Southeast Australia? Asia? My gosh, the Australian one is called the Yowie. Yowie. Uh, Yow. Yowie. 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 Not, like I, I think, not like I hit my I, knee on a piece on yeah. the furniture. Yowie. 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 You know, I think that every... Why, is, yeah, why are these... Why is there not... Right. There's the Yaren from China. There's the yeah. Orang Pindak from yeah. uh, Malaysia. There's the... Or, and Borneo. There's the... Uh, the we heard the Skunk and the Man. See, that's why I think that there are a number of different types of Bigfoot in North America because we have the ones that people will say hunters will be out and I'll see a Bigfoot. You know, mm-hmm. why didn't you shoot it? It, it looked too human. I'm not yeah. going to shoot that. I don't want to be tried for murder. Tried for murder. But then you've yeah. got other people, other mm-hmm. people who will see a Bigfoot, same stature, but it's got a face like a gorilla. And then you've got the, the, um, uh, like the a more hooded nose, the flattened nose yes, versus exactly. a more pronounced yeah. European. And then the, the, the skunk ape looks, uh, looks more like an orangutan. And then you've got ones up in like the, uh, the wood devils in, in New Hampshire that are about seven foot tall gray and they're really skinny and they mm-hmm. like to hide sure. behind trees. Mm-hmm. So, so are they are like, are they all like, they're all related at some point. Like it, they have to be, they're all, they're different, but they're not They're it, It's just crazy that every state has a form. Of, I mean, I don't know no. about Kansas. We can't talk about Kansas. Kansas has no woods whatsoever. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, what? let me put it to you this way. If we put up 75 to a hundred humans from all over the globe up on a stage yeah. and put them from, from smallest, 
to tallest, from darkest to lightest, and and then compared them, what would you think? Would you think that that somebody from Papua New Guinea would look like a, a Viking? Would you or, think or not Ryan? Let's bring let's bring we we finally have alien contact. We do exactly what you said, and you say, are these the are same these, species? Are these the same species? Think about it. We have so many natural differences based on where we were born, where we grew up, what environment we live in, the melanin in our skin, the colors of our eyes, the shapes of our eyes. There's so many differences in humanity. Your RH negative two- blood, Tiffany. We don't need Let's to go take there. two human beings. Let's take Shaquille O'Neal, who's what, seven foot? Foot four yeah. and and Simone Biles, who's four foot seven. There you go. Right. Okay. I mean, that, yeah, example. that is that is yeah. That it, it's crazy to me because, like you said, people don't when they have sightings, they don't generally talk about it. So they, they I'm sure it's freaky. It is. It is. I I remember we we had a guest on that. Um, said he had an experience. I can't remember who it was, Kevin. It was one of the first episodes that we did. You're hurting uh, my feelings talking about other guests <laughs> while I'm here in the room. Sorry. Throw, throw that in his face. Ross. No, no, but go on and admit. Did you get did he was he a C student? Yes, I was I, actually. Tip of violation. I can't say a word. <laughs> I'm he only showed up student, when he felt like showing up. I did actually, yes. Um, we'll clarify that. Uh, every other Tuesday, I would tell him I was sick. Um, it was just because Monday Kentucky night. Kentucky was, was playing. Night. No, 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 no. Quarter night was Tuesday night at the bars. Uh, Jason knows that well. You think uh, he uh, didn't know that was going on? No, I, I ran into You think I didn't show up every once in a while? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He would. I'd be like, Jason, gotta go. See ya. <laughs> no, yeah. but. Um, you know, the, the fact that uh, uh, every just, the you know, there are a lot of people that have these experiences that you go and, and you go to, you know, uh, events and stuff where they talk about it and you hear their stories. It's almost like they're, to me... Um, people a don't believe it because they didn't. Ha- it never happened to them. But you look at the certain parts of where they are. These are people that have been out in the woods their entire life, so they know the difference between a deer, a coyote, a bobcat, a mountain lion. Um, and if they can't figure out what it is, who's to say a scientist could or somebody that um, stumbled upon it in the woods that's not experienced with you know, wood creatures and, and deer and the sort, you know, and other wildlife. And then, you know, and Natalie's breaking, I'm getting, this is kind of a little bit past what we had talked about, but it's still uh, relevant. Don't they have a different look, some darker hair, more slumped over? Well, yeah, yeah, they do. There are, uh, there are plenty of, of, of Bigfoot that, I mean, I got brown hair. Tiffany, you're blonde. She's sometimes she's a natural, sometimes. natural blonde. <laughs> blonde. Those Ryan red lips are real have hair on top of his head at this moment. I think you nope. shaved. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, we've got different types of hair. We've got different types of body types. There's a, uh, a Bigfoot sighting in, uh, I don't remember now what part of Canada, but they called him old yellow hair because hmm. he had this great, you know, David Lee Roth mane of blonde hair. You know, so I mean, they're they got to be as different as as we are. Uh, but there, there's something I want to throw out, and I've never talked about this on another show before. And in fact, it just Ooh, popped into my head. Um, yeah. So I might, I'm probably going to write about it later. But uh, convergent evolution. 
Convergent evolution is when animals of different species grow and live in the same type of environment. And what happens is they grow to act and look exactly the same. There's a species of frog in South America that grew up that evolved next to a species of poison ant. This frog grew to eat the ants. It's immune to them, but it causes the frog to be poisoned, and other animals know that, so it won't eat the frog. That exact same thing with a different species of frog and a different species of poison ant happened in Southeast Asia. There, oh, uh, that's awesome, actually. There is a, yeah, right? Yeah. There is a species of cat in, in Asia um, that evolved in a desert. It's got long legs, big ears. Um, because it, you know, hunts at night, of course, and, and it's in the sand. So it grew the long legs and it looks and behaves exactly like a species of canine that grew up in the American Southwest. Hmm. It has the same type of, I mean, they look like the same species, but one's a cat and one's a dog. Hmm. Right. There are anybody here like Alaskan King crab. Yes. Probably, yeah. You know what? It's not a crab. Oh, shit. Damn it. Because, you got to ruin my day. I'm sorry. Well, no, it still tastes good, right? <laughs> because that form of being in the ocean, given certain temperatures and certain locations, that form is the best form to have. Is it an arachnid? So these, don't don't tell well, me it's an look, arachnid. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> okay. But the, the point the point is is these two different types of creatures living in the same environment grew to both be <laughs> crabs. I mean, but one is a crab and one's a false crab. And there are a number of species um, that have grown to mimic moles. Right. Just because they live in the same type of environment. And that happens to be the best form to be in that environment. So mm. since I threw all of that out on under, I don't know how many minutes I rambled on because I'm a teacher. Wait, wait, they could be, hold on. So what you're saying is, is that they could be ape-like, but mimic humans in a sense kind of a thing. Is that they what could you're- be all be people. They could be, they could all be apes. They could be people and apes, but wow. they've grown. See, I paid attention. Look. <laughs> Thank you. They've grown in similar circumstances to look and act the same because that's the best way for them to be and survive in that environment. Much like the Billy Apes in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. You know, that is give, them another, give them another foot. That's Do a big you, foot. Jesus, that's, yeah. Uh, read that out loud, right? I know. No, I read it out loud. Don't. You've, you've no. got to. You got to. You got to read it in a French accent. Um, <laughs> no, no, Kevin, it's all you. Go oh, into the you read it. Spank it and send it to Jacques. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's enjoying and have a good time. No, no, yeah. And, you know, we can be serious and still have a good time. Interdimensional reptiles escape from the St. Louis Zoo. What was that about? I don't that that I've heard that. The potential. Well, there, Come on. Well, there is one. Here's one. Uh, and I don't know if Jason remembers it, but the Ozark Mountains, the Black Panther, the legend of the Black Panther in the Ozark Mountains. Is that from the uh, Are you Barnum talking and about the Ozark Howler? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that the black pa- there are you know what? There are mel there are stories of melanistic, melanistic panthers. panthers, cougars, melanistic cougars, yes. Mountain well, lions, it's all the same. Cougars, mountain lions, yeah. bear cats, yeah, they're all the Catamount. same. That's real? I thought that was mythical. Oh wait, we're talking about Jayhawks. Never mind. Let's go. No, no, okay. No, a bear a, a, Ryan, a bear cat is an old timey name for a mountain lion. Right, right. Really? Tiffany, you were a cougar until you got married. <laughs> Jesus. 
Son of a <laughs> nutcracker. I say this all with Duke. Jason's right? having fun tonight. All right. <laughs> Dan- Daniel's asking one question I've always had. How, how do they throw? Underarm, sidearm, or overarm? Humans can can overarm. Okay, here's the Dennis Dovins couldn't. Is he just trying to compare baseball playing skills and softball playing skills? This is why I don't care if he it's no, a it's great, not, damn good question. <laughs> Daniel, this has to do with survival of the fittest. Let's go back to uh yeah, let's go back to Charles Darwin. If Neanderthals and Denisovians could throw overhand, they'd still be alive. Okay. So, so you're saying yeah. that they actually physically couldn't. They're they're genetic no, they were not allowed. Not. Okay, they couldn't no, do it. Serious question. It's yeah. brachiation. They could brachiate. We could okay. brachiate. I'm sure Bigfoot can. Breaking. Well, he does throw stones and boulders at people. We've heard that. Yeah, I've, I've not. Yeah, I've always been impressed with you know, like they said, it was like the stones they throw are huge. They're big, like they're boulders almost. So think about how big you have to be. And my family, being from Eastern Kentucky, um, they have the. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> Oofy with the. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. The but the Eastern Kentucky <laughs> part of it. I've I've been in the mountains of Eastern Kentucky, and if it's easy for you know, you said dense. Little, um, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking little pink cavemen for you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you got to sing it. You can't you just say it. it. You guys are never going to have me back on. Yeah, oh, yes, we we we're, we're, we've already, already messaged Brian we've, and text. of like, we got to get this cat oh, back on. Jason, Jason's a wealth of knowledge. I will wrap it up by saying one of the best stories I've ever had has nothing to do with Bigfoot, but the fact that my uh, Wells Hall, the uh, the classes where, where I had my classes, the hall there, the building was actually haunted. It was kind of creepy to uh, have classes in a haunted building um jason has a wealth of knowledge of that i've had my own experiences in there but yeah it's we'll have to have him back on for sure because his wealth and knowledge of the campus at northwest and the places of missouri that he and i have actually i've been to separately unbeknownst to him he he knows this but there are several places i've been um that he wrote it about and it they are freaky places they are really interesting uh places uh to go and look at and see northwest missouri is a strange place have you yeah. ever heard of Skidmore, Missouri? Oh, yeah. Yep. Skidmore, you may have heard what happened there in 1980. The town bully was killed by the entire town. Yep. And nobody has ever claimed 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 responsibility of killing the guy. When nobody ever came. He was at a bar, Come wasn't on, it? Wasn't at the bar? At the, he walked out of a yeah, bar. Yeah, was at the bar. That was also, it was also a made-for-TV made movie starring Brian Dennehy. Oh, my back goodness. In the day. Yeah, th- and then you've got uh, Workman Chapel up in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, uh, or, Worksman, or Workman Chapel, the, the church up there that I've been to and investigated uh, by myself and a couple other friends. Jason I've had some creepy class. things happen up there. Yeah, you didn't you take a class to the Axe Villa or Villisca Murder House? Villisca Axe Murder House, yeah, I took a class there once, and we spent uh, about five, Wait, six hours there. Yeah, oh. he, he has a paranormal class that I missed out on by a year. How Are you kidding yeah. me? Hell did I miss? Not on paranormal classes at, 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 at college. 
Every four yeah. or five years, I offer a class called Paranormal Journalism. Oh, my God. I would have loved that. How me, cool. too. I, I missed it by, I think, two years is what you told yeah. me. That's so, it. I'm going back to college. Sign yeah. me up. But the thing is, is there's a town in, in just across from St. Joe, Missouri, called Atchison, Kansas. And it's one of the most haunted house or cities in America. Um, and I've been to several of the locations that... Um, or, you know, the Sally house was crazy. Uh, there's a uh, bread and breakfast across the street that's haunted. Um, there's another, what is it, Fort Leonard Wood? Is that not that Fort Leavenworth is supposedly haunted? Um, right, but, uh, well, with there there are a number of more uh, haunted spots in, in Atchison. And, and this is... This is a learning experience right now that I will tell all the listeners. Uh, if you get out of your car to walk into some place that's supposedly haunted and you feel like you feel terrified and, and you get goosebump bumps and your chest hurts and your breathing gets labored, just get the hell out of there. Just leave. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I went to uh, went to the Sally house. I was going to write about it in one of my books and got out of the car. I didn't even take my right leg out of the car. Car. I was standing there and I had the fight or flight mode. I just got back into my car and left. Yeah. So I, I was feeling house. something bad. There's something bad there and you should probably leave. I, I, I went into that house a few years ago and it's probably the creepiest. It was during the middle of the day. It doesn't matter what time of day you go there. Um, and there was a group is during COVID. There was a group or there were a group of us there and we were all in the living room of the house and we hear footsteps walking upstairs and we hear a toy go off in the bedroom and there was no, there was nobody upstairs at all. I mean, in this house is probably what a uh, thousand square feet. If that, if that it's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you would know if somebody else were there. Here's something that you said um, about during the daytime. Why are ghosts more likely to be out at night? Okay. And, and here's the answer. They're not. It's just during the day. We're on the computer. We got the TV on. We got the radio on. We're busy. We're making food. We're busy. We're not paying attention. There's we're a lot more to the stimuli. kids fighting each other. But at night, everything's quiet. Yeah, exactly. Okay? So we're exactly. hearing what happened during the day that we right. couldn't make out. Yeah, that, You're that, right. it, it is weird, though, because we can talk about all of this if we want at, at another show. I, I think there's so many, so many options that we can do. The, the, the fact that I worked in a haunted hospital is fun. Um, that place, Jason, I told Jason about that. He, yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, there, there are plenty of them. Uh, you know, uh, for Tiffany, there's one I haven't told yet. My dad's best friend is an environmental engineer, and he was on the phone with my dad sitting in the emergency room. All the power was off to the entire four buildings that they owned, that he owned at the time. And my dad's friend, Dave, was on the phone with my dad, and he goes, Holy shit, Dave, I'm gonna have to call you back. And my dad said, Why? He goes, I, he goes, I won't, I'm gonna tell you, and he probably won't believe leave me but the emergency room doors which are locked opened and closed three times on their own hmm. sliding glass doors that opened to the ambulance bay opened and With closed no three, electricity no electricity he walked up to the doors to make sure they weren't a power trip that they were on a generator or anything and they did not open he goes they opened and closed three times on their own and then and he yeah. did he walk right into them he no he he walked up okay, to him because that would have been funny. Well, he had a um he had a. Then sensor. he got stuck on the other side. <laughs> yeah, he had a sensor. 
Um, he That'd had be a, awful. They, they had, but they had sensors though, because when you walk in front of the doors, they're supposed to open and close. Well, mm-hmm. he walked up in front of the sensor and they did not budge. And he turned, they turned on the power and they did it again. And he thought the door were, he said the doors were locked because he had a key to them. The, uh, the key, the lock was on lock and he walked up to it. And the doors opened, even though they were locked. He goes, that was the creepiest thing. He goes, I don't know how it happened. Um, And there was another one where um, my dad, the security guard there had a bunch of keys like on a chain that had like 300 keys to all the rooms in the building and um, for all the buildings, I guess. And they couldn't find the keys. Well, there was a conference room in the North tower that they tore down in the basement level that had room like windows all the way around it. And they had a security camera looking in and the keys were sitting on the middle of this conference room table and the drawers filing cabinets were all out with papers everywhere on the floor. They go down to go get the keys the door's locked and the key is sitting on the middle of the table to unlock the door. Why are they always all, all in such disarray? Why can't they all be put away nice and neat? And you they they went know? back and looked at it. The drawers were closed when they went back and reviewed the tapes. And then they uh, come forward. There's missing like, a, like the camera's glitched or something. And the next footage they have is the drawers and stuff open. And they think it was a poltergeist. That's what they that's, thought it was. That's creepy as hell. Yeah. But anyway, guys, I'm going to jump off of here. Um, I've got some stuff to do around the house. Jason, you can stick around and talk to them for a bit. Give us a few more minutes, Jason. Hey, Ryan, man, it was great to see you again. Great to see you, too. We'll have you on again. Go Cats, Ryan. Go Cats. Good to see you. See you guys soon. Night, Ryan. Night. All right. Okay. We get Jason all to ourselves now. I know. There's so Jason many things will, that we've talked about. It's so much fun. It is, it is fun. And Jason, our background, Tiffany and I uh, did another show for several years called Universal Secrets, paranormal theme show. Tiffany's an experiencer. You can have that. We'll have that conversation later. And we will actually have you back on later. It's been right, tonight to. was so much fun. Uh, as we wind down our shows, I, I throw. Um, some rapid fire questions at our guests. Fun stuff just to help, you know, not to help, just to get to know the guest a little better. Okay. Play along. It's fun. First concert you attend. Loverboy uh, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Ooh, hey, fun. Were you really working for the weekend? Actually, that was the first date I had with my first high school girlfriend. Really? We bought matching t-shirts. How adorable. Very Joan sweet. <laughs> Love rock Very and roll. Oh, invisibility or super strength uh super strength invisibility has too many ethical issues <laughs> you could get creepy really fast that's right up that's my- very that's kevin's yeah. aisle twisted alley <laughs> um what is uh texting or talking i'm extremely introverted so i'm gonna go texting okay name a pet peeve <sighs> Bad grammar. Same. Written or spoken? Both. Uh, actually, great question. Uh, written, mm. spoken. We, we Hell, I leave the G's off the end of my 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 letter, my words. I, I grew up on a farm, so hunting, yeah. You go hunting. Yeah. So, so spoken. Yeah. So spoken's okay. Written, you better have your shit together. Uh, that's right. If I'm speaking, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it's with the written word, R-I-T-T-I-N, written. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. I appreciate uh, that. Uh, <laughs> name one of the seven dwarfs. Uh, sleepy. Cake or pie? If the pie's pizza. 
<laughs> good one. That is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Not if it's never mind. I was gonna say never mind. Um I don't eat sweets, okay? I'm not a, I'm not a big sweet guy either. Um unless her name is sweet. Never mind. Okay, so ask permission or beg for forgiveness. Oh, beg for forgiveness every fucking time. So do it, <laughs> do it, do it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, this was a Tiffany. Do do snitches get stitches? <laughs> Again, you, every fucking time. Every <laughs> fucking time. That was well, an old one, Kevin. That's that like seven years old. <laughs> exactly, but I, it's a keeper because that's you that you toilet paper over or under. Oh, it's over. Depends Always. on if you have a cat. No, you know what? You what? always go with the bangs, not the mullet. <laughs> Okay. If you have a cat, we you can't do it over. We have a cat, and still, it's over. Gotta go over. What's the wait a minute? What the, what's the deal with the cat? I don't have a cat because so. they go like this. The cats go uh, like that, yeah. uh, and then you've yeah. got a whole roll on the floor. If you could ask God one question, what would it be? Why do I have a bald spot? <laughs> <laughs> what would his answer be? Do you think? Tiffany, play God. What would your what was the answer be? You lay down too much. No, it's probably more like it's genetics, moron. No, because <laughs> no, I, it was. It's because someone keeps rubbing the top of his head. It's the goddamn cat. It's licking the top of my head. That's the problem. Omg. Okay. Um. What's your happy place? Wow. In the car alone. Is it? That's bizarre. Yeah. Do you like? Do you like road trips? Yeah. Or just. Just, just to and from I work. just like being alone. That's, that's the only place I'm alone. Yeah. I just, I like being alone. Gotcha. I, Lady V's kind of right there. I'm not going to say. Was that the cake or pie? I don't know. Yes, Anyways. that was the cake or pie. All right. So this is, this is kind of how we roll in this group. All right, man. Um, I feel like we didn't get to y- your book, Chasing American Monsters, 250 Creatures, Cryptids, and Hairy Beasts. We talked cryptids. We talked, I think, some hairy beasts. Um, yeah. Ryan brought the book up beginning yeah there there, but uh, 250 creatures that's that's a lot of creatures i don't think we went through that's all no we didn't go through i mean there's a lot of weird creatures what's the one give me one that is kind of off the radar that is in your book or that you've researched that you can enlighten us on share with us one Uh, the beast of turo it is a volkswagen beetle size snapping turtle that lives in a pond that sounds like a real one i I think i'd probably try to catch that sucker yeah they've never drained the pond to find it do you remember that show back in the day on i want to say history monster quest yeah yeah yeah, I like, I like. Yeah, uh, the producer of Monster Quest does a podcast, and he had me on a couple weeks ago. Who was throw, it? Throw that in our face, Jason. Who is it? I don't remember. Ah, this is really embarrassing. Right. No, it's all right. You, we you, should, don't, you, don't, you should stay in the moment and and should not I be promoting. Yeah, you not should be promoting God. someone else's podcaster. Oh my God! Oh, MJ, you guys were talking about other guests you've had on. Well, we we did. Well, I, yeah, I think Ryan. Um, yeah, that was right. Rod the turtle <laughs> like the sc- like the scorpion. Jesus, Jason, I, rock you like a hurricane, baby. Rod, yeah, scorpion. Me, yeah. Um, <laughs> we do. I've proposed, and I'm. This is definitely going off the rails here. I have proposed with. Ron and Ert Radio. Ron is the owner of Ert Radio. 
that we do because some of our shows is it's like tonight. There's some moments where we kind of go mature, the you know, conversation. I right. told Ron we need to have a complete adult show at 10 a 10 p.m. and talk adult stuff. I think Ron, I think Jason would be great. It's a professor. Like Jeremy? He, he could, could definitely be invite him on, though. We can invite him. We got hey, Tiffany. We have Brent with his uh, scope. Scope. Uh, so, Jason, I hope tonight's show did you some justice. Did you uh, write? Um, as you we can hope tell, you enjoyed it. <laughs> as you can tell, uh, we we like to talk. We we'd love to talk the paranormal. We'd talk the cryptids but we also like to have fun so i hope it was well i, I completely got that and and i gauge the level of of interview my by, grammar <laughs> no <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything no I, I i gauge gauge how much i had fun on whether or not i feel like i've sat and had a couple beers during a conversation exactly and you know what we have what Good. were you drinking you tonight? Literally have uh. What was it tonight? But you didn't get a refill. Oh no! See, that's the best part of this show. You as the guest, as the guest, you could have walked away to get a refill, and we would have acknowledged. We would. But have we've done that in the past. Well, I did it just about twenty cup. minutes ago. Here, I'm gonna start <laughs> lifting. <laughs> lifting. <laughs> I've hours. refilled it four times. <laughs> Uh, Jason, hey, you have co- you came on and killed it tonight. Uh, as you can tell, the uh, chat room—they're very engaging. They—they they have their own stories to tell in the chat, and then we can kind of fit them in. Everyone is appreciating your time. Lots of thank yous. What's uh, what's on your horizon? I know you you're the you're an author. What do you got going on with you? Well, um, the last book that I wrote was a horror novel called *The Girl in the Corn*. It came out in 2022. Mm. And and it won uh, a couple of big awards, uh, was nominated for a couple of others. Um, the sequel to it, The Boy from Two Worlds, uh, is coming out in June. Let, and- me hook, let me hook you up here, bro. There you go. Oh, so, the girl in the corn is up for it. What? It, it's up a, for a voice art arts award as well. Nice. It was a uh, finalist for the Killer Nashville Award. Yes, there I am, right there. And I uh, won uh, uh, the Independent Book Publishers Association's Gold Ben Franklin Award for the best horror novel of 2022 and the best Ooh. audio horror novel of 2022. Oh, I am gonna have to Damn. get that. And Absolutely. and the sequel's coming out uh, next year. Uh, I am just tonight. Before this, well, before this, I watched Star Trek. But before that, uh, I was working on my next novel, and uh, I have the sequel to Chasing American Monsters, Chasing North American Monsters. It's going to come out in 2026. Wow. Absolutely awesome. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. And guys, I really appreciate you having me on. I have, I don't know when the last time I've had this much fun on an interview. This has been great. Well, we, I'm going we to challenge that. you, Jason, because you have a little tab here on your webpage, Jason on Air. Yeah. So if you could be so kind and help help us out in where you can like add this show to your little list of on air visits, we'd appreciate it. We would, didn't get to talk about the black eyed kid. I mean, yeah. The yeah, whole there's alien, a lot of fun you, stuff. We'll have please, to do that next time. Yeah, please come back because wait till if Tiffany's okay and to share a little bit of her experience or stuff. You will be, you will, you will, you will enjoy that episode. And I think All you right. would be a great. 
talking point for us. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The Black Eyed Kids. Uh, was it a Black Eyed Kids story? Oh, no. no but I have okay. probably a hundred others. <laughs> okay, good. Because Black Eyed Kids are creepy. Uh, I was I wrote a whole bunch of those and I was going to write a book and my wife was like, Jason, all the other stuff you write about doesn't creep me out. But these do. Yeah. So if you write this book and one knocks on my door, it's your ass. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They're they're not very I they're did. not very attractive. And the 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 deadpan stare and the the overwhelming sense of uh, dread and doom yeah, yeah, is yeah, probably yeah. way too much, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. So anyway, yeah, I'd love to come back on and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm yeah, written about a lot of things. What's good stuff tonight was uh was great. Jason, uh, appreciate you uh, for the record. Ryan did pass, right? He mentioned it took him seven years to get get through school. Did you have an impact? I can officially say this this is not this is not a uh, privacy violation. Yes, he graduated from college. Awesome. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan was a pleasure. He was he was a good kid. All right, Jason. Thanks so much for doing this. Pleasure was ours. We will do it again. All right. I hope so, Kevin. Tiffany, have a great night. This has been a lot of fun.